0: Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker.
1: Welcome to another Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady for podcast. With me, as always, is the marvelous, the magical, the always sensational Therese Tucker. <laughs> I can't. It's, sometimes
0: it's really hard to hear all that. I'm like, no, just stop. <laughs> Yeah, hear it, hear it, hear it. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi everyone. Oh, wow, we have something to admit. Um, we didn't really prep for this one. There's a lot going on this week for a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah, look, you know what? It's
1: let's call it the Christmas episode, shall we? Being that the Christmas is just a coming few days away. And how about we talk about the various challenges that come up with Christmas <laughs> and, wait. and the blessing? Sorry, swallow
0: i haven't even started yet because i was like what's she gonna say i can't i should know better by now
1: yes ah christmas it's it's a mixture of emotions at christmas time and there's a lot of happy happy joy joy and there's also a lot of stabby stabby kill kill
0: (laughs) i think we need to make that a shirt i'm either happy
1: happy joy joy or stabby stabby kill kill Maybe Rach should have had wine instead of water today. Oh, girl, it is girl, water, I girl, I got you
0: covered. Awesome, I got some
1: of that, and I also have coffee. Damn. It's a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, let's let's talk a little bit about Christmas and you know, what is the what is Christmas what is Christmas supposed to mean, or maybe what it does mean, and what um what it could mean.
0: Well, I'd like to open this up and include all the holidays around this time. The PC part of me wants to make sure everybody comes to the party. Everybody's invited. invited. Mm. The holidays, man, this is a, you know what's interesting? Let's talk about it from just kind of a cosmic point of view. So from a cosmic point of view, the holidays, uh, well, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, I know it's the opposite in the Southern Hemisphere, so maybe bear with me on this. But from the Northern Hemisphere, it is the darkest time of the year. Right, it's where there's the least amount of light in the sky. Until um, you put and the st-
1: Christmas lights up.
0: <laughs> well, and that was kind of the that's reason. The I mean, that's that, that the reason that the, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, that we celebrated the holidays at this time was to kind of bring light to the dark. Um, but what's interesting is from a sort of esoteric point of view, that whenever it's darkest out, right, the darkest part of nature or of spirit, if you will, has more access, they have more free reign because they like to hide in the dark, like the the, the negative parts of us like to yeah. hang out in the dark and, mm-hmm. and stretch, right? They feel like they can expose themselves and, and nothing will be seen, but it is felt for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's interesting because one of the challenges at this time is that the shadow has more open time, right? Like it's <laughs> darker and longer. <laughs>
1: Has more, There's more, very, very more, space to you know mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love the yeah. shadow. Love the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the Christmas dark
0: side. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Tim>. dude. <Kinda. laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I know that for solstice rituals, part of the rituals of solstice is to call in the light, is to remind um, oneself that the light is coming. That. At, on the winter solstice it is the shortest day of the year which is tomorrow for us in the northern hemisphere um it is the shortest day of the year so technically the darkest day of the year but right after that the light starts expanding again and so the ritual this is going to start expanding more for us i'm enjoying the light, the light. <laughs> so much light <laughs> Well, this will give you something to remember. Like as, as we are in our darkest time, our light can shine the brightest.
1: Mm-hmm. But does it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but does it yes. is the question. It's interesting because I've had conversations with different people over different things and around Christmas and it seems like it's, it can be a very stressful time of year for many people. Um, and we talked about this a little bit last time around uh, you know, family and how family can be one of our biggest triggers because are the people that we love the most or expect to love us the most is the other thing too. And Mm. during this time, it is traditionally, I guess it's the programmed, whatever for, you know, this is the time you spend with family. This is the time you come together, you love each other, you flower each other with gifts and goodness. And you know, I grew up with all of the American movies about what Christmas is supposed to look like. Right. Which included all the snow and all the <laughs> cookies and all the all the things. Um typically ours is a little bit different, but it set up programming that said that the the holidays are supposed to be happy, happy, joy, joy time. Um unless you watch right. some of the other movies where it's it's killy, killy, stab stab. No, stab
0: stab <laughs> stab stab <Whichever>. kill
1: kill. <laughs> Whichever order it doesn't matter. Um, you know, it causes a lot of angst because you know, it's where the family stuff can be absolutely triggered the most. And it's not just family, it's it's loved ones. It's the expectations that we have around what Christmas should be.
0: Right. That is I think something that's really been highlighted for me this year, where the weird expectations that we have, and, and I know that sometimes it's held in the light of tradition. Mm-hmm. And it is a slippery slope. There is tradition and then there's expectations. And I think it's based in how you feel about it emotionally. Mm. Wouldn't you say? Think,
1: yeah, no, agreed," agree. Yeah. And then it's, you know, how we teach our children to also experience Christmas. And um, uh, we, there is an expectation for children that there are going to be presents. There is. Oh, yeah. Um, I kind of like, I like presents. I'm not going to stop that anytime soon. But it's also up to us to teach our children that Christmas is more than just about stuff. It's about connection. It's about giving, not just of things, but giving of love, giving of kindness, giving of compassion to ourselves and others. And while at this time of year there are a lot of people who really personify that, the, it, it's like that whole duality, the balance, the polarity, sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. there is that. And then it also brings out sometimes the worst in people.
0: I have to tell you, I was trying not to talk about this cause it really disturbs me actually, but I think this would be an interesting thing to bring up.
1: Okay. I'm, uh, I'm up for it. I
0: have okay. no idea what's
1: coming, but I'm like, okay. Do you
0: know who Krampus
1: is? Isn't that like grumpy cramp
0: Christmas? Grumpy? No, no. This is something that's come up on my Facebook news feed a couple of times. And I'm like, Oh, like, I don't want to see that. Um, I, and I'm, I'm not, I might not have it quite accurately because I refuse to look at it. It is kind of scary to look at to me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Krampus is a demon goat thing that is apparently, listen, wait, this is weird.
1: <laughs> apparently
0: <laughs> a, com, a companion to St. Nicholas in like Eastern German, is it East German? Or I don't know if it's Eastern Europe literature. So, but mm-hmm. Krampus would come with, santa and krampus's job really was to punish
1: those who had been maybe naughty or ah so the, the dark. naughty the naughty people get krampus and the good people get
0: right so like Kramp, the, there's like and he's very disturbing looking i don't know if you saw Pan i don't labyrinth. think i'm going, mm, did you see pan's labyrinth that movie no. okay no, I mean, I try not to look at it. In fact, it like gave me a nightmare last night. I was like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I it. I it. It, it looks like the traditional, like, kind of satanic guy. Awesome, <laughs> right? Like it looks like Satan, basically hangs Fantastic. out with, with so Santa. Santa uh, yeah, okay. Santa out in the
1: Santa Claus costume. Like, I, I
0: got it. Why I bring it up is because it bothered me, and I think, oh, Mark, my loving husband, Mark had tagged me on a post about it, thinking it was funny, and I was like, why did you do that? And, <laughs> and so I didn't look at it very much because the images are disturbing to me. Um, and I so I asked him, I'm like, why? What? Wh- wh- whose fucked up mind is this okay like why would they celebrate this this being that comes with Santa and his explanation to me I thought was interesting is that you know because winter um is the harshest of the seasons right it is and, and we're again talking northern hemisphere but you guys know you you winter, right? winter is coming right winter is coming It is the harshest of the seasons. And, you know, a lot of time our mythology and literature helps us to explain things about why things happen. Mm -hmm. And so the way that my husband related to me is that Krampus sort of represented the harshness of winter and how, you know, during this time of year where we were trying to celebrate and feast and enjoy life and create light, that there were some people that were struggling with the fact that winter is barren. So if they didn't have strong food supplies, they starved. Mm
1: -hmm. That it
0: is cold. If they didn't have a warm house, they froze to death and died. That it is, you know, dark, (laughs) they if they didn't have light, they couldn't see and would get lost and be gone. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that this darker element does exist. And and even though on one level I find it very disturbing and I'm like, that's really messed up. I think what they were trying to do is always be reminded of you know, how lucky you are. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is when you've got the also, tree and the eggnog mm. Right. But that is, that this is also the reality too. You know, that with all this, so it's not all about the presence that you get. It's not about how much candy you can consume. It's not about pictures with Santa or decorating a tree or having stockings or whatever it is that you put on it. Um, it is it is simply like the higher aspect of the season and the higher aspect is be grateful and enjoy what you have. Yes, your family might not be the ideal family. You have a family, right? It might not be the biggest Christmas tree you've ever owned, but you have a tree or you have the ability to choose to have something. You might not love to decorate, but you have the choice. Some people don't. Um, and, and I think that even though I, I find it very disturbing, I kind of kind of commend them maybe for stay, keeping it in their consciousness that not everyone mm. is as fortunate,
1: <laughs> right? I think that's the message. It is the message, and um, it's very disturbing, but <laughs> nonetheless. But I, I, we need that as a reminder, though. I mean, during yeah. this time, and that's why we see, particularly in Australia, the. Um, The red shield appeal, the and like even with Kmart they have like the giving tree and you can go and pick a a little tag off it and you can go and buy a present and then put on the present who or the demographic of the person that could go through. Um and that's something that we like to do. Uh so at this time of year there is a lot of um how do I put it? There's a lot of focus on the joy, but there's also focus on, you know, how can we give that joy in some way shape or form to those who are less fortunate who can't celebrate christmas in the way that you know like i said we've kind of been programmed to celebrate christmas everything we see on on tv movie wise and the happy endings all have the massive trees and and all of that sort of stuff which again sets up expectation for a lot of people and that oh I'm feeling the missing out because i haven't got a christmas that looks like the postcard or the, the christmas card so to speak
0: well, and I, I kind of want to go back to this idea of expectation versus tradition and really go into the way that it feels because I, as I grow, as I develop more and my values change, I notice that some of the things that are coming up for the holidays, the expected things or the things that, you know, one normally does, I, I'm questioning, like, why do I need to do that? <laughs> like, why... Do I need to sit my kids on a total stranger's lap who have never met and, <laughs> and force make them to them take, a take awkward pictures? <laughs> exactly. When I'm actually teaching them in every other day, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I have to wonder if like, am I giving some really whacked out messages here? And do I agree with it? I've never questioned it. This year mm. I've started to question it more. Do I agree with that? Do I need to do that? um, you know, is it bringing me joy or is it bringing me pain in the neck because I have so many thing, obligations that I have to meet that I don't necessarily agree with? Um, which, you know, this, this is what makes you kind of radical and controversial when you stop agreeing to play the game that way because you're just like, yeah, I'm not interested.
1: Mm. Right? Mm. So, okay.
0: No, no, no. I just, I want to talk about the traditional aspect of it because I'm not trying to, I definitely not saying, Hey, don't do that. That's dumb. That's not it at all. I'm just noticing that for me that I, there's a lot of stuff that's come up that made me go. And okay. Some of it is with all the, you know, child pornography stuff that's come out in the open really got me going. Why am I putting my kid on it? You know, and did you see the, the, thing that went around Facebook about the kid sign languaging for help while sitting on Santa's lap. Mm -mm. No, it was a, the whole thing was that the parents were really proud that they had taught their kid who couldn't speak yet sign language Mm. and the kid sitting on Santa's lap signing for help. And I'm just like, Mm. wait, no. Okay. Good for the kid (laughs) that he's using his tools. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, why is he signing for help? And then I'm like, wait a minute. Why do we even do this? I just, Mm. and I realized it's not a value of mine so do I need to do it and of course I did it because there was guilt I'm like if I don't do this am I cheating everybody else out of something
1: so you know it's layered it's interesting yeah (laughs) Um, interesting because like I we did the Santa photo this year we don't always do it every year because it's like yeah it it becomes a do we want to go and stand in the line at the mall oh god right the four hour line yeah (laughs) right And as it was, I mean, this year we're like, we would really love to get at least Jax's first, um, you know, first year captured. And he wasn't real fussed with Santa. It was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So there was no trauma involved, thank God. Right. Um, But I think of it, you know, in the next few years, if it it looks like it's going to be traumatic, I'm not going to put him through it for the sake of having every year, you know, photographs. Like it's not about that. Again, kind of programmed. You need to go sit on Santa's lap you need to go look at the Christmas lights and like we do that because we love doing that. We did that last night. And the bonus was we got to drive the baby to sleep. So. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I, that is, I do enjoy looking at the lights. We love Um, them. But but I mean, see, that's looking, that's a good point. It's like, do you put the lights up because you have to, because it's that time of year or do you do it because you look forward to it? Mm. And I think that what I'm noticing is that even with our traditions, it's okay to challenge that. I mean, I think sometimes there's even a fear in challenging that because it's a tradition, mm. but it's okay to question it and go, why do I do it? And I think that's what brings free will back into it. The mm. whole process.
1: Yeah. Like we Not- talk about a lot in the, the success circle, you know, when you go through your wheel of why and look at right. you know, what is your purpose around that? And you can change your reasoning for it, even though the action isn't the same. You can change the motivation for it from something that is low vibrational, like I'm doing it out of guilt, I'm doing it because I'm supposed to, right. you know, because you know, if I don't, then someone's going to get upset with me, so fear, all these things are low vibrational motivations to do something. So if you can re-look at it and go, okay, is there a bigger purpose, a higher vibrational reason for me to do this, so that I can then step into continuing with the same action if I choose to, Mm-hmm. And have it be something that is meaningful to me, that brings me joy, that brings me peace in some way, shape or form. And be able to kind of use that as a you know, look over everything you've got coming up for Christmas or Christmas Day and find a higher vibrational purpose if you don't have one at the moment. So it's just you know, becoming consciously aware of why we do things, who we're doing them for and mm-hmm. whether or not that motivation can be switched to something that feels really good.
0: And I think that when we do take that time to consciously think about our why around it, um, I know that for me, it's already leading me up to be less. um, So when my kids change it, I'm not offended because I'm like, no, I asked why too. I asked, why do I do this? Do I like it? Do I want to? And then I made choices based on that. And then when they go and do it, it won't be like you're sliding your mom. (laughs) Like, how dare you? It's like, oh no, you just figured out that's not your thing.
1: Shall we do some examples of that? Like if we look at, you know, the things that we do for Christmas and yeah, and look at the yeah. – so I think it would be good for some people to have some examples of, you know, what are the, some of the things. So we well, we used to go – because I've got my mum and her now husband, my dad and his wife, and then we've got my husband's parents and, and family. And we used to, many years ago, go to everybody's house on – either Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day. So we would literally, Christmas morning, we'd have here and then we might go up to my mum's place, which used to be up the road. And then we would do extra, like, brunch. And then we'd go over to someone's house for lunch and then someone else's, someone else's house is for dinner. And we used to do that so we could see all the family. And then uh, a few years ago, we went, why? Because <laughs> it's, it's exhausting. I don't want to do that. Right. Often we want to. Christmas Day for us was like, well, let's make it a day that that works for us, that allows us to for it to be the relaxing, the enjoyable day that we want it to be. So then we started cause we were living in Melbourne. We would come up to Canberra and we decided that we'd go see my dad on um, Christmas Eve. So we'd get quality time there. Christmas Day, would, we would stay at mum's and we would stay at mum's all day and oftentimes stay in our pyjamas all day. We would pre-plan to do a whole bunch of like chop up, because it's summer here. So we do barbecues. All right? I know that seems just, that blows my mind. But go barbecue ahead. Barbecue, everything. <laughs> so we'd have like bacon and eggs on the barbecue. So a nice huge breakfast um, and lots of coffee. Everybody has coffee except me. I don't have coffee. Uh, and then we would have like nibbles, like lots and lots of nibbles that we would literally nibble our way through the afternoon with an alcohol because the fridge would always be stocked with something to drink. Right. Um, and then basically by the time we got to dinner, we'd have something planned, but often it'd be like, You want to cook? No. I can be fucked cooking. you. want to cook? No. Not really. (laughs) We'll just keep nibbles. So it became a nice, relaxed way of doing it. Um, And then we would catch up with other family on Boxing Day. So we spread it out over the three days because our intention then became, how can we make Christmas Day feel easy and relaxing and enjoyable for all? And that was the big change that we made for that reason. So what about you? What What do you do?
0: This is difficult because it's. I don't have anything as big as that. I remember that for a long time I thought you had to have a real tree, and I got over that real fast after a few of my own real trees. I'm like, this is it. This is that's ass. a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've never had a real tree except when I lived in in America, and, yeah. and then it was a for me it was a whole novelty. We go and choose the fucking tree.
0: Yay! Yeah, then yeah, realize it
1: makes, makes a mess.
0: Yeah, and I love the fact that I have condensed my decorations down to something that can be stored in two boxes that are very reasonable. I know, right? Um, and I really liked the advent calendar growing up. I loved having that. So that's a tradition that I kept. But I have, um, you know, and we do elf on the shelf. I didn't think I would do it, but it, can, it is a really good discipline tool. <laughs> I've I'm never like,
1: done oh. elf. I don't, I like, just know it as an elf we, that goes. Right. Under.
0: So we, we have elf on the shelf, which some people is really polarizing, by the way, that's a tradition that polarizes people quite a bit. I say, do it if you want to don't, if you don't, it is a pain in the ass. But what's nice about elf on the shelf is that, you know, it just, it's fun. It, it, it's been fun for us. So we, I don't put a lot of effort
1: into it, but the elf you might have is to tell the one. Me- Tell me what's the deal with the Elf on the... Because I've clearly okay, got so, no idea. I've seen so, <laughs> the Elf thing and I've seen right. do all sorts of interesting things for some parents. Right.
0: Some parents so, get really creative. We're not that creative. So Elf on the Shelf is a book that, you know, you get the book and you read it and then you have the Elf. And what the deal is, is that the Elf is watching your kids like a spy, basically, <laughs> like big brother. The elf is watching your kids. All I can imagine and, is
1: like those ventriloquist dummies looking at <laughs> them. Well.
0: No, no, but the elf is technically reporting back to Santa. Oh, um,
1: right. I see. I see how that and works And so, there.
0: And the kids, uh, there's a rule. They can't touch it because if they touch the elf, he turns out. He's not an elf anymore. He turns into a toy, which helps prevent kids who are like, what's this do? It's not real, right? Like, So you tell them, no, it, it'll turn into a toy if you touch it. So, and then you just hide it every day, and the, the kids have to find where the elf is. So, what we've done is we combined elf on the shelf with the advent calendar. Uh-huh. And I have this little, uh, I made an advent calendar out of these little wood drawers. And so the elf deposits chocolates or sweets or toys, little toys, into the drawers. And every morning, my kids go find the elf, and then they get their little sweets. That's cool. And so it's become something they really enjoy. And, and on, you know, particularly. Um, rough days where the kids are misbehaving though the elf will write notes <laughs> so like I was really disappointed <laughs> to see you arguing with your mom about that again <laughs> I'm sorry I had to tell Santa maybe today will be better like that kind of stuff and now it's gotten to the point where my daughter writes notes back <laughs> So we got to read these notes where she's like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Just tell, don't tell Santa. I don't tell Santa. She's trying to bribe
1: me off on the shelf. <laughs> what I'm did I do to make it better? <laughs> Let me put a cookie in the drawer. <laughs> I made you this
0: picture. Please don't report me. <laughs> I've been a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a lot of bribery with Elf. With the
1: elf on the well, shelf, well, an elf on the shelf.
0: about so, yeah, the only sucky part is when Mark and I either forget to like move it and forget to put treats. However, it's always worked out that there was some event that spurred the elf to pout and not deliver treats. We just kind of mentioned. Oh, he told us that uh, you know
1: <laughs> that this happened and-
0: right. <laughs> that you weren't cooperating or you weren't listening. It's usually that she wouldn't follow directions. So he was like, I'm pouting and there's no treats for you. (laughs) Anyway, I don't expect my kids to carry on that tradition. I think once they figure it out, they'll might be like, mom. (laughs) No, see, kids are like, I can't wait
1: to have my own kids and I can do that to them. It's kind of... Although what, I love it when my daughter messages me. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Now I understand how annoying that is. Or now I understand how hard it is. I'm like, yeah, I didn't even have to wait for grandchildren for this. great. <laughs> well, <laughs> tell,
0: tell people why. Tell people why you're, how right, old is so she, know, 19 or 20? She's
1: 19. She'll be 20 at the beginning of February. And she's currently um, being an all pair to two beautiful girls. Um, I think the youngest is five. And I think the eldest is seven or eight. Um, So, you know, they're about the same age difference that me and my sister were and we used to fight like cat and dog. Mm -hmm. uh, So, yeah, every so often she'll just send me a message because she's having to take care of them. She's like, well, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with that? And, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) how you did this. I'm like, well, you just do. So, like I said, I didn't have to wait for grandchildren to have those conversations for her to to start to realise how fucking awesome I am as a mother. Just to realize I'm really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Look, they, they get there. They eventually get there. They hate you when they're little. They think you, you're overbearing and over-controlling and all that stuff. And, but uh, eventually when, the, when the, uh, the tide turns and they go, oh, my God, that was mad. I'm, I'm so sorry.
0: I'm waiting. I'm <laughs> I <know>. waiting.
1: <laughs> I promise you. It will happen. It will happen.
0: I am a, a seven-year-old going on 13.
1: So... <laughs> It's going to be a while for me, I think. Yeah, I've got a sassy 13-year-old, and she's full of sass. <sighs> she's a gorgeous full of sass, though. I'm lucky.
0: Yes, but she's also helpful and full of sass, she so is. that's okay. <laughs> <sass> <laughs> like Tim that. feels me. Tim knows exactly yeah, I'm what fine. I'm going through, so I'll just – at least I've got some comrades here who can oh, yeah. totally
1: get it. Yeah, well, um, I'm on the other side of that, at least for one, I've got the other one going through ten years now, which so far so good. Touchwood, and everything else will continue to. No, be. No,
0: she's awesome. I have to it say, she's good. really awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as as far as traditions go, now this is We haven't even touched on things that go deeper into that, and that's usually when we go into when we have strong family beliefs or strong family values, Cultural, like around religion, mm-hmm. right? Exactly, where you don't really get you know, like getting your say or putting your say in might seem a bit harder. Mm. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about where there is strong family boundaries, right? So there, there are boundaries that in relationships, and then there are also boundaries in families, which can be really touchy to cross. And I think that the, the landmines are really laid out <laughs> in the
1: holiday season. That's perfectly worded landmines they are they are mm-hmm. and they feel like that to a lot of people because it's like well yeah i can't say this or do that because then that'll blow up and allow a whole drama so it's better for me to just do what they want um right. so that you know it's, it's a happier holiday but in the meantime it's it's not happy well
0: well how do we then how do we find the balance between respect for family values and respect
1: for ourselves i know right um, I don't think there's any real right reason or right. <laughs> not one way to look at this. It's a very gray area. Um, and I think this is where we got, come back to that wheel of wide, starting to look at, you know, if you can come up with a higher vibrational, when we say higher vibrational, a better feeling reason for doing it. Like My dad likes to go to midnight mass on on Christmas Eve or mass at some point and I'm not... <laughs> not keen i don't i don't i really don't um so you know but there were times where i had really no choice um being a younger teenager so it's it's then sort of reframing you know why you know what is another reason that i can look at for doing this what is something that i could feel good about um and sometimes it is just as simple as well i'm here to spend time with family you know yes they are not perfect. <laughs> I don't know of any family that is. Mine are pretty damn good, though I must say. Um, but it is kind of spending that time with them, and um, you know, I'm I'm thinking of a few people right now who I know are going through some tough times. People who have lost loved ones this year, significant loved ones. People who are losing loved ones, um, and it's it really does create perspective around time the fact that this might be the last Christmas you get to spend with that person. It might be the last time you see them. It might be the last time you get to give them a gift or even just spend time listening to their stupid stories one more year. Um, This could be the last time. And if you can come to a place of just going, you know what, it's just being with that person, having one more memory, you know, can I create something that is going to feel good and, you know, give me something to, to remember them by in years to come.
0: And I think of it this way another question um, you could ask yourself when family boundaries or, or family values kind of clash with your own um, What is the kindest thing I can do here?
1: Mm.
0: Right? So, yeah, it, it might not be your personal scene anymore. And as long as you're holding on to this kind of grudge energy, like this is not my thing. This is not my value. This I is not mine. I don't want to be Right. Mm. Then you're, you're, you're sort of the <clears throat> grain of sand, if you will, causing the commotion, even though it, it feels like the event or, or the tradition itself is the grain of sand rubbing you the wrong way. It's really like you're sort of the one causing your own discomfort and maybe mm. grief in general to people around you. So asking at this time, what is the kindest thing I can do? And if all it means is that you have to spend an hour in discomfort where you're like, wow, this is so, (laughs) you know, this is not my scene. Catholic church is not my scene anymore, but it makes your grandmother happy or it makes your whole family happy or whatever it does. Um, You know, it's not disrespectful to yourself to give you know you just have to do the reframe right you need to be like it's not about the church ceremony it's not about this event it's about me giving my time to my family and this is how they choose you know this is how they're wishing to spend that time i'm gifting them so as long as the the frame in your mind says this is not about clashing with my beliefs this is about giving time to others this is about the the kind. now I'm getting (laughs) this is about the kindest thing I can do right so ultimately it becomes a service to others act Mm. right I'm going to be present and here with you because I'm thinking about you and you could spend the entire event whatever it is just looking at those people and be like I love you I love you so much I'm here look at that and I'm present and I'm with you and it's like you know certain things could be going on you could be like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh and you're Mm -hmm. like wow mom looks pretty you know my sister what a you know what a great smile that kind of thing
1: and that's um and we've talked about it before what you focus on is what triggers you to feel what you feel which triggers you to react or act the way that you do so if you can in your mind get into a place of um it's almost like detached from the drama. Like in some families, the drama, is, it's got to be the drama. And it's almost like if you could go in mentally prepared in a way, it's like, yeah, there's going to be drama, but it's, it doesn't have to affect you if you don't engage in it. It's like you kind of observe what's going on and go, oh, they're doing that thing again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, look like, at them. <laughs> no, but you don't have to engage in it. You don't have to become roped into the drama you, you don't you, you can choose beforehand that you're going to just be in a space of observation um curiosity or even just like Therese was saying you're focused on purposely focus on the good things purposely focus on wow the tree looks fucking awesome and it, it does look let me show you the tree looks fucking awesome um and presents lots of presents that's a big present <laughs> not for me but it is a big present yes so it's what you focus on triggers how you feel, triggers your experience of that moment. In every moment, we have the choice. And sometimes it's a fucking hard choice, (laughs) we'll be honest. Um, But it is still a choice. You can choose to jump into the drama and feel the hurt and feel the frustration, or you can choose to focus on the best parts of it so that you can feel better, so that you can be in a space of observation, even joy around something that used to cause you pain.
0: Oh, yeah. There, you know, it's so funny because it really is, we can rewrite the story as we're experiencing it. So if you catch yourself really going into the, holy crap, not this again, or everybody, you know, it's always everybody else's way. Never mind. Never mind. Mm. You can flip that while you're experiencing it. It's just, it's how you're focusing. Um, you know, and as somebody who later in her life I I took time revealing who I was. I spent a lot of time in the closet psychically and personality (laughs) wise. I did. I spent a lot of time there because of, um, I just didn't want to be judged. And I knew that there were a lot of people in my close family that might not get it or might not think it was the practical or responsible way to behave in life. And so I remember like the first couple of holidays after I came out and I was like, you know, I'm on Facebook and they're on Facebook and we're friends and they're seeing me do stuff and nobody's commenting. And I, I remember I wanted to brace myself and be like, Oh God, they're going to say, you know, people are going to treat me different. It's mm-hmm. going to be weird. Um, and luckily I had the open mind and the conscious awareness to go, wait a second. Is that what I want? Do I want to be, you know, like, why am I focusing so much on how we're different rather than how we're the same? Um, and when I brought it back down to it, I'm like, do I need approval? Is that why I'm bracing because I want to be approved of? When I realized I could go in there without asking to be accepted or approved that maybe I am going to stick out like a sore thumb. And then, and then it dawned on me as I opened my mind to that thought that maybe I always have stuck out like a sore thumb and only I thought <laughs> I was hiding it, which is kind of the truth. You know, most of the times people, your family ha- has got you sussed out. <laughs> They've got you sussed. They're like, she's a little different, isn't she? <laughs> and then it's kind of like when you come out and reveal your true nature or who you are, People goes, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> that's the weird. That's the weird yeah, thing. About okay, her. now we get it. Okay, now, now, it. now I can process that and move on. And what ended up happening is that as I focused on how are we more alike than different, um, the, there were never, there has never been one conversation about why are you doing this. Mm. Like, what happened? Did you get into a cult? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> did did someone hit you never, on the head? <laughs> right. No one. These. Are not conversations that have ever happened because nobody is focusing on uh, how awkward it is as long as I'm not, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm the one that would bring that to the table. They mm-hmm. don't care. Hon- I mean, for the most part, like, people are. They've been don't up in
1: their own worlds. Yeah, Right,
0: exactly. We're all self absorbed to some degree. You know, we, we try hard to come out of that, but for the most part, Everybody's worried about their own thing. Did they notice my hair? Did they notice I put on weight? Did they notice I lost weight? Did they notice that I lost, you know, my job changed, whatever. Most of the time we're wrapped up in our own story about ourselves and we believe everybody is on that same page and Mm -hmm. thinking what you're thinking about yourself. And so we're the ones who bring the awkwardness and the discomfort <laughs> the to the table
1: right so if you don't want to have awkward family gatherings don't be awkward <laughs> right pretty much pretty much and it, it, i mean we talked about you know finding or reframing um the the motivation or giving it a, a bigger purpose or a feel-good purpose but there are times where um where you get to say no where you get to say actually No, we don't want to do that. Or I don't want to do that. That's not something I want to do this year. To feel the power of that and knowing that, you know what, some people may get their knickers in a knot about that or whatever. And that's hard. It is. I have to say that one is hard. It is hard. Um, And know that they'll get over it eventually. And even if they don't, that's their stuff. That's their stuff to deal with. Uh, I certainly don't want anybody thinking they've got to completely sacrifice everything they love and adore Um, to conform to what their family or bosses or whoever's expectations are around how they should spend their Christmas, not just Christmas. This is really how you'd spend your life and everything else with it. So, you know, there is, and there is no, I can't give you a hard and fast rule as to when you should absolutely put what you want first and where you should at times um, find a way to feel good about doing something that, is for other people um but yeah just know that there, there is two options and it's really coming down to the one that feels the best and lightest for you um because definitely you know think about what kind of christmas do you want what would feel good for you and you know maybe what are some of the changes you need to make in order for christmas to feel um light well and
0: I want to add to that and say that maybe the question, what is the kindest thing I could do might bring that up for you. You might find that the kindest thing you could do is stay away from that event because it's very triggering and you have a hard time being in your highest self when you're there.
1: Yeah. And then it's, it's just a, it's all bad for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there nodding and smiling and going, Oh my God, that's me. That's me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, I, I would love to say that, that we're able to do that every single time. And there's sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't. And, you know, um, to generalize it in any way is, is, not a, is a disservice to yourself because you have to consider what's going on presently. What am I dealing with presently? Mm. Because maybe last year, was it, that was easy, bo breezy, right? And then this year, you've got more on your plate or you've got a few more challenges in front of you and one more stressor is going to make you crack. Mm. So you, you have to know where you're at, you know, what, what your own limits are, where you're at presently and what you can handle because honestly, yes, somebody might get offended. Somebody's feelings might get hurt, but if you come and you're a fucking rain cloud on everybody's parade, you've just pissed on the whole party, right? Is that the kindest thing you can do? Probably not. <laughs>
1: So let's um, let's open up for questions in a minute. I just sort of want to end on you know, let Christmas or this time of year, because not everybody celebrates Christmas in the same way. Let this time of year be a way of um, really opening up, maybe spiritually and energetically, aligning with the best version of yourself, aligning with the best version of what Christmas could be. And we know with manifesting, when you really focus on aligning with what it is you want, you have a much better Um, opportunity to create that for yourself instead of like we'll talk about before what you focus on is what you feel is what you create so my my i don't want to call it a challenge my call out my my (laughs) invitation there you go my invitation invitation (laughs) you for christmas Mm. to to be mindful to contemplate how can you make christmas or this period of time the most joyful loving easy period of time for you and your family, your loved ones.
0: I actually, there's a really important note I have to add on to this because what you said just triggered a whole thing. But what it is, is during this time of year, we're almost shamed into don't think about yourself. Mm. You know, it's for others. It's give this, give that. But you have to remember your happiness is just like an oxygen mask on an airplane. You got to put yours on first so that you can then help others. Yes. Right. If you're not, if you're not Guarding and taking care of your own happiness and sanity. Nobody's going to do it for you, and especially not right now when everybody mm. feels this squeeze to behave like hyper differently. Right? Like we're honestly, it's like it's easier to give from a place of being full than a place of being empty. Mm. And so, if you're giving from that empty place, you're like, "Oh, here's your things." You know, like all I do is expectation you give them to you, mm. right? Exactly. And then you there, you know, you lose that sense of sweetness and joy. That's Meant to go with it. So I would say that during this season where expectations of behaviors are really kind of skewed and a little higher and maybe even more unattainable, that it's even more important to do some self love work, mm. self care, right? I take baths every night. It's not necessary. I like to shower too. So it's like usually I take two, a shower and a bath in a day, but it helps me feel. Like, I'm doing something nice for myself. It forces me to slow down and stop. That's just the way I like to take care of myself. Beer in a spa, there you go. <laughs> go for a walk in nature. But do something for yourself every day that is forcing you. Like, why well, say forcing me? Because I'm a go, go, go type person. So I need to be forced to stop. <laughs> um, but that is consciously taking care of yourself so that. You know, whatever comes next, you're like, at least you've got a re up, right? You feel like your energy is built back up, and you're like, okay, let's deal with the next I can thing. I cope
1: with the next thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Beautiful. All right. I think that's a fair whack of stuff for people. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything we wanted to share while people are coming to us? Please put your hand up if you're in the room, if you want to ask a question, psychic questions, um, or if you're in the group. Now is the time for you to type in your little questions so we can answer those for the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes of our show today. And while they're doing that, is there anything you would like to mention before we? Uh,
0: to, hold on. Uh, I'm typing and trying to talk. So, so let's talk about the, um, do you have any spots left in your business I incubator? Tell, yep. tell us about that.
1: Yep. So at the beginning of 2018, we are going to be doing a, uh, I'm doing an accountability slash mastermind slash business mentoring group for a select few people. and limit is 10. And we're going to be doing weekly catch-ups for a couple of hours a week where we're going to be doing the hardcore planning, tracking our goals, tracking the money, but also doing the energy work to connect with ideal clients to opportunities to build the business using energy as well as structure. So all the things that you know, we're told we need to be doing on a weekly basis to build our business, to schedule our time, all the things that need to be ticked off, we're going to be actually doing the work. So if self-discipline has not been your thing, if you aren't doing all the things that you know you should be doing to get your business to really skyrocket, um, then let's have a chat. Let's find out if this might be exactly what you need for next year. It is a high level of accountability Uh, And this is something that I know that I've needed for myself as well. And it's the beautiful mix of both the masculine, the structure and, and the planning strategy and the feminine, which is the inspired action, the connecting with the energy, the creativity and the flow. So it's a little bit different to the average. If you're interested in finding out more, then please PM me and I'll make a time to set up to talk to you. So that would be great. Starting in the second week of January, going for six months.
0: Awesome sauce. And then School for Spirit stuff is going on, but I'll talk about that next time because we're in the middle of crystals, which is what's going to help me answer Monica this question yes! is right here on Facebook, and then we have another one from Agnes coming in. Um, okay, so Monica, let me put my glasses on so I can read this properly. She says, can you tell me what is causing the headaches slash pressure I've been experiencing? It's been really uncomfortable and concerning, and so far tests don't show anything. It's the side of her head all around really feels like I'm hanging upside down when I lay down, like blood flowing to my head when I lie down. MRI doesn't show anything.
1: Okay, well like- – I get that same kind of feeling pressure-wise when I connect in with energy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I So when we do the ground, connect, expand, grounding is fine. But the second I connect in with source, and I also find that sometimes when I'm connecting with someone in spirit, I get that same kind of pressure feeling. So it's, it's really, it's like the third eye is open, the crown is open, and there's so much information that's coming in that it's just a little bit of a, I feel the pressure. That's the way I know it.
0: Right. So Monica, do you uh, know if you have a smart meter on your home? Chai is mentioning that. That's a good point. So a smart meter is a new type of measuring tool for your, you know, electricity coming in and out of the house. But it it does like it sends out a pulse wave through your home. And this can be caught. This can raise the EMF field in your home. And this can cause a lot of tension and stress headaches. Okay, good. She says she doesn't think so. Um, it could be EMF. So that's the first thing I'd want you to deduce. So um, one of the things that you can do is, you know, have shungite around you. This is shungite is not a crystal, mm-hmm. but it is concentrated carbon, and it sucks EMF energy into it. It just like a vacuum, absorbs it in. Uh, it's great to have in front of electronic devices. Oftentimes, if I know I'm going to be on the computer or phone for a long time, I'll put it on me like Rachel's is wearing some. I have this brick that I just kind of move around with me and it's I, I love it. You can feel that it just like shucks out that energy. So reducing EMF. Also, um, if your computer hub is in a central location, like near your bedroom, near your, your living room, if you can m- move the... Um, Wi-Fi, your modem, move it out into a place where you're not hanging out. That'll also reduce the intensity of that. Also, you can use Organite pyramids. I have a black tourmaline. I have two of them, actually, uh, because we cannot move our modem box out of this one spot in our living room, which sucks. But I, what I did is I got two um, Organite, Organite, I, I wish I could, sp- here, I'll spell it. <laughs> or... <laughs> God, night. It looks like Oregon, kind of to me. That's how I remember it. Organite uh, pyramids, which also help. They're reiki infused, and they have shav- shavings of metal and crystals in them, and they help to conduct energy and disperse it. Oh yes, yes. I forgot. So Monica's been making those, so you can make yourself one. Yay! Make some, make some uh, organite black tourmaline and or organite and selenite pyramids. That mm. would be great. But now. So if, it's, if you can cancel all of that out and you're still having the headaches, a great thing you can do is you can get a piece of amethyst. And this is not amethyst. This is my labradorite. But I'm going to show you how you would use it. Amethyst is fabulous. It is uh, a medicinal crystal in the fact that it's made to reduce tension, especially in the head. So you could do a couple things. You could rest with an amethyst on your head and let it reduce tension in that way. Or you could do this really cool massage where you start around your ear and you just kind of massage the crystal around your ear, down your neck, and then you kind of do lines, right? You start at the ear and you move up and around the head until you've done the entire head. So it's front to back. You can go all the way down your neck, but that's like a little crystal massage that you can do that will help reduce um, headaches and tension. Amethyst is like the stone for headaches. By the way,
1: it's what it's doing is also moving the energy. Yeah, That's what I use because the um, amethyst is great for third eye stuff.
0: Awesome. Okay. Awesome. I can't wait to see what you make, Monica. Show us pictures. I want to yes, see that. Please and tag me, please tag me so I could see your awesome organite. Okay. Uh, I think the next question was Agnes on the chat. Do you see it? Questions go in the question center. Oh, it's under answered. Uh, So, Agnes says, uh, I joined an incredible shamanic ceremony last week and I feel lighter and so present, incredible experience. And then I can't see the rest of the question. Yes. Now I
1: want to ask a question. How is my man doing? Is he open to receive my kind message?
0: Um, okay. So I had asked Agnes what his name is. I haven't seen her post the answer, but no, that will help me. Okay. So that's going to help me tune in Agnes. If you could give me his name, I'll wait for that. Okay. Uh, here it is. There it is. I am going to butcher this <laughs> pen
1: Penja Penjai. Oh, that'll All be right. my guess. But anyway, yes, we, we know. We'll <laughs> okay. The
0: okay. There's the Beautiful name. Man. All right. All right. From the highest truth. Let's see. Is, I'm just going to read his name because I can't say it. Penjai. Penkai. Hmm. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You're watching Penken, me struggle live. <laughs> All right. Is he receiving these, your messages on a spiritual level? Yes, of course he is. Is he from the highest truth? Is he ready to communicate with you on the physical plane? No, not yet. Still cooking, baby. The, the cookies are still in the oven. That's the feeling I get for you, right? So this is what happens. We're making something energetically, And we get really worried about it, right? It's kind of like when you're baking cookies and you really want to eat those cookies. And so what do you do? You constantly open the oven and you're like, have they done yet? You know, and the cookies take forever. It says 10 minutes and yet it feels like two years because those cookies aren't cooking. Here's why. When we keep opening the oven to check. So a convention, a convection oven works by building the heat. It has to build the heat and maintain it to cook. The cookies. And I want you to think about this because energetically, as you are building that this relationship is going to return more solid and more connected than ever before, every time you throw doubt into it, it's like you've opened the oven and some of that heat, some of that you know, manifesting energy gets sucked out and you don't have as much there anymore. You got to stop <laughs> doubting that you're making this. Your doubt takes you out. Self-doubt mm-hmm. takes you out. It's something I have people say in School for Spirit because magic is completely dependent on your belief. And as we talk about in the spirit, in our success circle, it's one of the major lessons that our team brought to us is what belief looks like and how it's a vehicle. Belief is the vehicle that gets you from point A to point B. So every time you go, is he getting it? Did I do that? Is it, is it going to happen? It's like you've <laughs> Right. <laughs> stop doing that now you have to go back and you have to shut that door and be like nope it's happening he's getting it send
1: love more send love send love
0: right your work right now is to heat the oven <laughs> and you're heating the oven with your love and your trust and your belief that this is all working out divinely timed as it's supposed to that the universe hears you and follows your instructions to a t and when he is ready to meet you Back at that level, the, dim- the the timer will ding and you can get your cookies. And <laughs> I see but I see her post texting there. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you understand. I know it sucks. I wish I could give you a better answer, but the truth is that you're you're making something right now. And you you're you have to have faith in that. Absolute faith.
1: Okay. She said, okay. Good. I'm good. Good. Excellent. It's fantastic. Awesome. good good good
0: alright so let's see I, I see there's some other things going on in here let me just make sure
1: Nat says, says she
0: can't wait for the business incubator <sighs> let's see if I can see something else here uh, Chai says I have a question about my recent date uh, and if me letting go was over the top um, and then she's talking about smart meters Here's the question. Um, is this guy, John, a good candidate for me? Okay. Let's check it out. John, 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 John. highest truth are Chai and John a good match. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. I got a really strong yes on that one. um, But again, you are the creator of your reality. So as much as I love giving people psychic information, and I too, I totally do. I feel like it's my responsibility to put the power back in your hands. That if you are, you know, one of the things that the team has talked to us about, and we go way in depth in this, in the spirit, not, I keep wanting to say spirit circle. It's the success Success. circle. So if you want to know more about this, that's really the place to get like the juicy bits of information. But one of the things they've said is there's a way to tell if you believe you create your reality or if you believe something else is. And they gave us a fantastic little way to measure it. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. If you're constantly questioning it, I have a question for you. Do you believe you create your reality? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you want to do or you don't. You're either at the whim or you're at the helm.
0: You can't be both. You can't be the tiger and then be swung by a tiger's tail. A tiger doesn't get swung by its tail. Something attached to it does, though, right? So either you're the tiger in the scenario, or some universal forces that you are desperately hanging on to. And a lot of, t- and we can switch back and forth. But here's the thing: which would you predominantly like to be? Mm. I I know that I am guilty sometimes of it. Feels easier to be at the whim of the universe. Like why, universe? I'm such a good work? girl. Right, exactly. Why is this happening? I'm such a good person. Stop it. Stop. Stop making life hard. When you are at the whim of the universe, you get to petulant like that when you decide you're the tiger you are the universal energy creating you have to take responsibility for that and that can suck right (laughs) so you know everything comes with its price so Mm. being the creator of your reality the price of it is it you have to take responsibility for what you create? So all the drama in your head between you and this person who has an open book, right? You, you have blank pages to work with here. So what are you writing? What mm-hmm. drama are you putting in there if you have to question this? If you're like, I like that guy, but is he the right one? <laughs> right?
1: Mm-hmm. What so story I... are you? I'm just going to add to that for everybody yeah, who's trying dude. to get a relationship right now. Um, release all your expectation that this person is the one just let it go just enjoy each and every interaction as it's a singular interaction allow it to be a beautiful dance where you move together in synchronicity instead of overthinking well what does that mean what does this mean Mm -hmm. holding back um, you know always approach it as an opportunity to practice being your best partner what i mean by that is practice being able to communicate, practice asking for what you want, practice creating boundaries and holding them. If you are constantly thinking, well, what if this, maybe if this is the one, then you, often people I find are in fear. Well, I don't want to say ask for what I really want because then they might disappear and I'm, they may not want to stay with me and then be the one. Well, if you're in that space, you're starting the relationship off on the wrong foot. Right? <laughs> So you're better off to start as being the best partner you can be for yourself and them and ask for what you want Um, and put those boundaries in place and be every part of who you are from the beginning so that that person then falls in love with who you really are and not a person that you're trying to pretend to be so that you can know what you want and you can see very early on if they're going to be a match for what you're asking for. Why be something different and try to please the other person if in the end, six years later, you find out that you've become someone that you really don't even know? So let go of all expectations of maybe this is the one and just go into it thinking I'm going to practice with this person to be the best partner I can be, to ask for what I want, to create a relationship that is really what I want. And if this person measures up, fantastic. Then you're starting it off on the right foot.
0: Yeah, and I want to say that, you know, we are – programmed to search for the one there's a lot of brainwashing in our movies and our books and our in our television shows that tell us that you know we can't settle for anything but the one and that it has to be some kind of agonizing search and that's just bullshit i call bullshit on it
1: Mm -hmm. you don't have to
0: that's you don't have to fall for that storyline there's something way more exciting in being the one who gets to create it rather than Mm -hmm. at the whim of some you know of some pissy god <laughs> that's just like, nah maybe not today.
1: <laughs> I'll decide later if you've been good enough. You know, Right, exactly. Yeah, Prove, it. Like Prove it. So be your, be your best partner. Be the person that you would want to be in love with and mm-hmm. then practice being the most loving partner and, and respectful and communicative communicative. Fuck, I can't even say the word.
0: <laughs> that's right. Practice
1: communication <laughs> skills with your potential partner. Yeah.
0: What yes. guess, but whatever.
1: it's a bonding experience that's how you build trust is by being open and getting things right and getting things wrong and talking through it so oh yeah.
0: yeah and we get who we deserve too i mean that's the thing and i and i'm not saying that in a cold way by any means it's just that the people that come into our lives to be partners are there to help us you know they help us heal something mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. right Help, and sometimes that, that's really good healing, yeah, yeah. It's really fun healing. And other times it's like, well, this is cold. <laughs> this is ass. <laughs> Love the healing.
1: Love the healing because it's got good stuff. In it. Anyway,
0: but, but what we deserve is to be healed and whole. So look, look at every possible situation that way that every person coming into your life is bringing you a gift of helping you be healed and whole
1: or become an even better version of yourself. Exactly. All right. Is there anything else you want to share from the group there or shall we wrap up? No, I
0: mean, pre Christmas <laughs> special. I see. I know pre Christmas special. I see Hosanna is just putting in right now that she says it's crap. The universe brings us people all the time. And as soon as I let go of finding that person, it showed up. Absolutely. Cause you are the person right. Like, like if yeah. we go, can we take it all the way to the top right now? Can we do that? Let's take it all the way to the highest possible level. We are all one. If we're one being, if we're truly one being, then the one you're waiting for
1: is you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
0: right. Boom. Nailed it. I need a mic right. to drop, like crystal <laughs> drop.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. Beautiful. Thank you so much to everybody who has been with us uh, for this Special pre-Christmas, special, special pre-Christmas. I can't, I <laughs> can't, I haven't even had any alcohol.
0: See, here's what's happening. We're becoming the Corsican brothers where I drink the alcohol and you get drunk. That's what's happening. I love can't it. Help me. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just keep going. You, you keep getting drunk. All right. So we thank you so much for being with us. Remember, um, and Rach will help me post this on the comments that you can find us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for more love and more followers so that we can up the the whole level to a to a, a bit, whole new level of treats. We got new yes. treats for you. Look, a new so go. We're waiting. We're waiting yes. to give it to you.
1: So uh, we would love <laughs> it. to give would. it to you so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even New it. I need more <laughs> Anyway, don't worry. i got home. you covered. Mary. Thanks. Thanks. That's fantastic. Moving along. Yes. We'll put the link in there. So please give us some uh, iTunes love and we will bring it into the new year with some extra, extra goodies. And apart from that, we won't be able to see you before we the, We're not going to see you again before Christmas. So Mary oh, Christ- will
0: see you before the new year. Yes. Merry good. Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah, all the good stuff. Whatever you celebrate, we're celebrating with you in our hearts and we thank yes. you so much for being with us.
1: Thank you very much. So until next time, relax. We got this! Yeah, we do.
0: <laughs> Bye! Bye! Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spiritthenumberfoursuccess.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kickass and sparkly group, Kickass and Sparkly Lady Peneurs Unite? Until next time, relax. We got this.